0: Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our NFL Divisional Round Best Bets episode. This is the episode where we will get feedback from the wise guys who listen to the show. We will build our money line, underdog parlay. We will get to our foxhole and big balls bet of the week. We will narrow down our favorite NFL picks of which there can only be four because there's only four games for the entire NFL playoff slate. As our old pal Colin Coward likes to say, there's a sea of money out there. Because there's a sea of money out there. If you want to follow along with our official bets, you can check them out in the award-winning Action Network app by following the Favorites podcast. Let's bring in my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF professional better. Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon.
1: Hello, Chet. How we doing, brother?
0: Dude, it's gut check time. We got seven games left. Saturday, Sunday. I'm, I'm running out of reasons to sit on the couch and say that I'm working for days on end. I already feel lost about Thursday nights after this weekend. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. That's how I feel.
1: Uh, poor Chad, I can help you if you need to. the The greatest excuse ever is coming up is the draft. Be like, honey, I need to scout these quarterbacks for the draft. I mean, it, there's no better time for nerds, right? It's another reason to be like, hey, I'm busy until April. I gotta, I really gotta dive into this draft. Especially you, you got the number one pick, Chad. You gotta act like you're a scout for your own team. Um, you got, you got a plethora. Of uh, excuses, don't you? Look I mean, at you on...
0: going back to the plethora. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my cousin loves it. I have to
1: give her a shout out, Lucy. She, she, it's one of her favorite words. She was like, "Can you please use it more often?" It's like I'll force it in there.
0: Guy, you know, eventually you're going to have to flip the page on your word of the death calendar. <laughs> you can't just, you can't just leave it on whatever day plethora. But, um, it's true though. The Bears will not be able to make a decision until I weigh in on whether or not we should keep. Justin Fields, which continues to be a conversation in my house. Even last night, my son and I went to Gamble Pavilion on UConn's campus to watch the number one ranked UConn Huskies. And during the game, we were still talking about Justin Fields and Caleb Williams. Simon, lines are bouncing around, some in the wrong direction from what we wanted based on our Tuesday convo. So we'll have to dig into that. Uh, Before we get to all of that, a quick programming note. If you aren't paying attention, lean a little bit closer to your radio dial and focus. We have two final Sunday night recap episodes left. We are going to do both of those immediately after the last game concludes on Sunday nights. So this Sunday, we'll go live on YouTube after the Chiefs-Builds game around 9.45 p.m. Eastern. I'm actually, I actually can't wait. It's way past my bedtime. But yeah, this game is so full of drama, so full of opinions, so full of Matt Mitchell, freaking the freak out. I'm almost more excited for seeing Matt Mitchell in whatever state after that game than I am talking about the game or betting the game itself. Will Matt Mitchell have eaten wings? Yeah, yeah. Will he have worn gloves? Yeah, yeah. Will he be able to come on if the Bills don't win?
1: Oh my God,
0: who cares? Simon, there's a lot of subtext with that game.
1: safe to say it's probably the game of the year.
0: We're going to get to it. We're going to dig in deep. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary. Bet365 must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right. Kicking off the divisional round, which is approaching opportunities all over the board. It's time for Sharp Calls. Hello. Who's there? I'm talking. Rain, rain, telephone ring. Somebody saying, baby, what you doing?
1: And since we only have four games, so we'll kind of do this pretty quick. I would say shocking to no one, about 65%, 70% of the pros I talk to like Houston, they like Houston at that number. It's such a big number. If people want the view of how the pros view this game, I think they're scared off about all the points like we are with Lamar. And they're just pairing the money line with the 49ers money line. And it feels like that's the bet they like. If they're going chalky, they're just pairing those two favorites together. So pretty interesting that I haven't really talked to that many people that like the Ravens on the spread. And I feel like when I look in the app, it reflects that, right? Like it looks like all the money is on Houston. I kind of dealt with this last week with the Rams. Like people kept messaging, aren't you scared about backing the Rams? All the money is on the Rams. And talked a little bit about it, but it was just like last week was the, the pros dream of a bet, right? The pros took a three and a half and they took the lines one line when the line came down and they crushed the middle. And, you know, the books didn't fire anybody, but they probably should have, right? That was a bad, bad line. They shouldn't have hung a three and a half. The number should have been three, should have dropped to two and a half they would have got lines money and um, you know, they would have made off pretty well. Instead, they got crushed. They got middled terribly by a lot of professionals. So that's um, so, what I mean. You talk all the time about these key numbers. That was last week was the definition of that, like a three and a half, such a key number. They had to move it down just because they got so much money on the Rams. And I mean, their worst, the worst case scenario happened for them was that that landing in between three um, just, just, just terrible. So, you know, this this next game with Green Bay it's the same thing of I know plenty of pros who like Green Bay they like them at 10 they believe in it and there's pros like me and you that are okay with taking the 49ers here we like the spot and we're you know we're trying to break down this is a seven seed in Green Bay for a reason we know how well they played towards the end of the season and still a team that their defense can give up a ton of points I mean we joke what was that four or five weeks ago they made Baker Mayfield looked like a Hall of Famer, and they made Tommy DeVito the player of the week. So, you know, that's that's my pushback when I had a bunch of pros telling me, like, how do you not take this Green Bay team? How do you not take the money line? I just feel like that was going to be the most public play of the week, right? People are just going to be backing this Green Bay team, especially after they beat Dallas. So um, I'm not sure if they're still the biggest money line play of the week, but I did see, uh, what was that, Tuesday when I flew out before I left, that they were, like, the heaviest bet, bet play at the books right now was their money line so not shocking that the public likes them so much, but I was shocked that there's pros that like Green Bay that much where it's like I did it first too, but the more you dive into the numbers, it just feels like Fortnite's are the right side. Um, pros goes, like
0: you and me, Simon, the key phrase there, you just said it. Pros like you, you being Chad yeah.
1: and me. Okay. If, if people don't realize I am sleep deprived, I've traveled across country uh, survived multiple babies on an airplane.
0: Don't don't try state. to give excuses for why you just <laughs> called me a pro. Lest you no, know,
1: that's not an excuse. It's a fact. No, no. Don't bring babies on airplanes. Don't don't even don't even have me get into it, Chad. Uh Next one, I I was undecided about it. I think I'm getting bullied and they taken Detroit. And again, we'll we'll dive into it. But people want to know who the pros like. Most of the pros I've talked to really like Detroit in this spot, which I'm just shocked by. So. Uh, that's one we'll dive into, obviously. And, yeah, this last one, it's not a shock to anybody. It's what exactly what I talked about. If, if you can get a three, a lot of the pros are going to take the three on the Chiefs, and that's just, to them, the smart play. Like, you just – they're playing the numbers, and historically taking Mahomes as a dog, especially at that number three, is a big deal. So, um, I knew going into it, the public side was going to be the Bills um, – you know, obviously we're about to break it down, but it's just not shocking. Like that's, the, that was probably the most boring game, most boring conversation of the week. Why wouldn't the pros take the plus three on my homes? Like they know that long-term it's, it's been good to them. It's been a winner. Um, I was just bummed out that not enough of them are taking this bills team. I don't think enough respects being paid to this bills team. So yeah, definitely a game. I'm looking forward to breaking down with you today.
0: I am too. I'm really excited to me. It's, that game wraps up everything you want to talk about from a handicapping point of view. As a reminder, catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. All right, we got to get to our foxhole. We got to get to our big balls. We got to do our money line Parlay, um, which I think might go heavy on favorites this week. I don't know if we have a choice, but uh, let's start Houston at Baltimore you hinted at this a little bit, Baltimore, nine and a half point favorite. Tuesday, when we spoke, the line was at nine, trending to eight and a half. And then it zoomed back up to nine and a half. And you just said something really specific and interesting. You look in the app, the money and the tickets are coming in on Houston. So somebody's moving this game in Baltimore's direction. And I can't figure out where that money is coming from. Do you have any idea? Can you suss it out? What's your instinct for why that line moved back up, even though the wise guys and everybody seems to like Houston?
1: There's a bunch of factors, but I mean, Evan just put in our chat, the weather, that could be a factor why it moved, right? It's supposed to be 20 degrees. He's saying it's 13 to 15 mile mile winds. Um, That alone would move the number, right? Like, why would you not want to take the Ravens in a bad weather game? Um, That's a big, that's a big deal. Like they're, they're a team that they can, they can thrive in that where we don't know a Houston indoor team that plays better on indoor, you know, fields. We've seen it with CJ. It's a big deal. So that makes sense. Um, I would say what was pretty crazy. I was getting a lot of questions about um, a book. We can't name is kind of new into the whole gambling sphere and they're trying to get new customers and they went really bullish and they moved, I believe it was the 49ers and the Ravens down to like eight, seven and a half at their books. And people were asking why they were doing that. And if, if you obviously, if you don't know what this book is, you, you probably miss a the number then, them, but basically this book is trying to get new customers and the perfect time to get new customers is during the playoffs. So that's why people were wondering why that line was a point or two off every other book. It's that simple fact. They're trying to get new people in there. So, I mean, people are freaking out. They're like, "If you, don't you love the 49ers here at this number? Yeah, of course. I mean, every other book had nine and a half 49ers. That book had eight. Yes, I would love to take it at that book, but it's it's basically they're they they what they wanted to do happened, right? If you hadn't had any money on the site, you added money to it, and then you took that number because it was such a great number. So um, some of the book's movements have been BS, but what I think the movement is, is the weather. And then the other fact of what I just told you, all those teasers, all those money line parlays coming in really heavy on that Ravens team. Um, You know, that's, that's what the public wants to do, right? They, they want it. They want to take Baltimore, like the Baltimore, which I, re- I get it. Like we talked about them at Nazium after that four ers game, how incredible of a team they are with that defense. When Kyle Hamilton's playing well with Roquan Smith is playing well, it's like they got all the pieces um, they're an incredibly talented team. It's us fading them is more about playing the numbers, right? Like we talk all the time. We, we love Lamar under three. He's two and a half favorite. He's a dog. Me and Chad hit him almost every time. Like it's very rare we won't take that number. But when it gets over three and a half, we pause. And then when it gets over seven and a half, it's an automatic fade on him. And I don't know if you saw Evan's article, but it's like Evan put up the numbers. I knew we had some of the numbers that kind of backed it up, but it really stands out when Evan posted it. Um, Well, this is one that doesn't involve that. But on 12 days rest in Lamar's career, he's one in six against the spread. So that right there is something that pops out to you. It's like in seven games, he's one in six on 12 days rest. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Now we factor in what we talked about. The past three seasons at minus three and a half or higher, he's six and 16 against the spread. Like that's such a big deal. The fact that he struggles as a big favorite. Now when it goes above seven and a half. He's 1-8 and eight against the spread. I mean, you already talked about and The only, only cover he had was in week one of this season against a rookie head coach and a rookie QB making their first start together. So it it just all lines up, where we already loved it. And then the trends kind of back it up as well. So, um, you know, Lamar, I, I would be happy to be proven wrong, but I mean, you're up so big right now, it doesn't even matter, especially if you've been listening to the show for the last three, four years. Like, that was one of our best calls we ever had was that Titans call. Like, that was... A great call where the Titans, I believe, were a 10-point underdog and they won outright. If you go back and watch that game, the Ravens should have won that game 30 times over. Like it was the flukiest thing ever. But that's playoffs. That's what I'm trying to beat into people's heads here. Is that's that's how playoff is. So it, it is tough trying to convince people to take the Texans here just because I get where they're coming from about the Ravens loving how well they've played this year, but I just I love the Texans in the spot, Chad.
0: Simon, I believe we owe people the big balls. We owe people a foxhole. We've already committed to the Bills and the Chiefs, as Simon says, and the Packers and the Niners as an exact decision. I believe this needs to be our Big Balls Bet of the Week. Say it loud and proud. Big Balls Bet of the Week. (sighs) Houston Texans plus nine and a half against the Baltimore Ravens because this is what we're doing. There's no coming back from it and look, this is a a bit more of a controversial call than you would think for people who want to back big underdogs in this spot as professional betters, which is what Simon and I would normally do because there is money coming in on the Ravens and there is a sentiment about the Ravens for everything we can say about Lamar Jackson as a favorite. He's been a home favorite 38 times. He's covered just 15 of those games. Over the last 20 years, he is ranked 213th of 220 quarterbacks against the spread as a home favorite. He has just historically struggled as a favorite at home. That is the trend we are going to back right now. And um, another another that,
1: amazing stat from Evan I love. Um, in the last 20 years, in the playoffs... There's only been four teams, Chad, that were underdogs of a TD or more that closed with over 60% of the tickets. So four teams have ever done this. So in 2014, we had the Saints at plus 10. They lost to Seattle, but they covered. In 2008, Giants against uh, New England. If you remember that, the Super Bowl. They were a 12-point dog. They won 17-14. So right now we're 2-0 on covering these big dogs, big public dogs, in the playoffs. Uh, 2008 Giants plus seven against Dallas, they won 21-17. So not only are we at three and zero on picking these big dogs, we have two that have won outright, and then 2008 Seahawks plus nine, they got smoked. That's why I want you to throw a little on the money line, just because if you play this spot long term, it's it's a nice trend so far. I know it's only four game sample, but it's been profitable taking these big dogs, not only on the number on the money line as well so had a couple questions about why I even mess with the texans money line if i have a future i want it all baby like i said if you if you don't want to take the money line you just want to ride your future go for it but it's like if i like a spot i'm, I'm gonna th- keep throwing money on it so um obviously i love the number yes like chad said a little scary it came back up and now if it makes a little bit more sense now when we're talking about weather because that is a big deal the factor in the weather here so um if you've been riding these unders too these wet these wind unders if it holds and we're getting 15, 20 mile per hour wins uh, by kickoff, if you're wondering what me and Chad are like at a total in that game, it's, yeah. it's the under. We like the unders, we play wind unders here. So um, double play on that one, taking the dog, taking the under.
0: Speaking of double play, Green Bay at San Francisco. San Francisco is a nine and a half point favorite. This was my exact decision. I still love it. I love it even more because the majority of the bets, meaning the squares, are coming in on the Packers. They are a public dog. I'm so thrilled about this. Just the value on this team is inflated. This team should be a 11, 12 point underdog in this spot. And we've seen this too many times, too many times with a team coming in hot and then getting demolished. They are one of the youngest teams in the league, They're just happy to be here. This is all a surprise to them. In November, they were on the outside looking in. They needed a run in the last two months of the year just to get to this spot. The Niners have the best shot to win the Super Bowl they have had during Kyle Shanahan's reign. There is no dominant team in the AFC, right? So to me, remember, the Packers lost to the Giants second half of the season, lost to the Steelers second half of the season. Gave up 30 points to the Panthers second half of the season. I, I'm i betting the Niners. I might even be tempted, Simon, to take some of the alt lines. Niners, minus 21, plus 335, minus 24, plus 486. I'm going to sprinkle. I, I feel so good about this game. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle.
1: I think the first call I got when we got off our call on a Tuesday was a buddy say, or a pro saying, fucking chat. as soon as you guys said, take the 49ers minus 10 and move to nine and a half. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, yeah, it sounds about right. Um, yeah, it's just, we love it. Like I, the more I dive into it, I'm with you. And then I read Evan's piece about, you know, Shanahan as a home favorite, you know, big favorites like this. It's all there. Like, I, I have no fear in taking this number. And I feel like it nailed it, too, where um, we're getting a good number just because of what happened last week with Dallas. Like, that blowout. Yeah, I, I went back and watched the tape. It's like, Jordan Love is next level right now. Like, his confidence is out of this world, and that's the way they stay in this, and that's why the pros are backing a little bit of the Green Bay team is because of that. It's like, at the 10, I understood why. It's like, okay, you're hoping for a backdoor, Jordan Love, because that's I, I'm in agreement with you, It feels like, this 49ers offense is going to absolutely roll on this Green Bay defense. Like, there there is not going to be a bunch of pick sixes, right? Like, I I just can't see Brock Purdy having a meltdown like that. Um, The first 30 plays are going to be totally scripted by Shanahan. So it's like, I have no fear at all um, compared to Shanahan's script with McCarthy's script uh, against that Green Bay's defense. So, um, yeah, Chad, like the fact that we're getting nine and a half again, I kind of wanted to make it my foxhole, but I don't know if that'd be sacrilege. Um, just because I just love it that it's come down. And it's like I don't mind hitting it again. Like I already bet it again. Um, I used that book I talked about that were like weird enough to give us the minus eight, where it's like, all right, you sons of bitches, I'll be a new customer to your shit site and bet this number. If that's what you guys want, um, that's what I'll do. So yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it moved um like it did and uh I'm shocked every book is holding, holding steady at nine and a half. Like you said, it's the public dog of the week is green Bay. So the books are saying, all right, we don't want to give anyone else the 10. Then we'll we'll just hold it to nine and a half. And I'll be interested to see if it pops by game time, just because of all the teasers and all the bets coming in on the 49ers, I think late
0: for the record. I said the Niners were my executive decision at nine and a half, not at 10. They were not at 10 on Tuesday when we had the podcast, number one. You weren't
1: looking at live numbers though. I was. It was ten at Beth 365 when you said it. And Matt Mitchell had the graphic up at ten.
0: Oh, he did? Correct. <laughs> okay.
1: I uh, wouldn't lie to you, brother. Come on now.
0: I, I I wrote it down as nine and a half. I didn't write it down as ten. Yeah, so I know.
1: It just because we were in studio, like you couldn't see but the live number was ten. That's why Matt Mitchell had it as such, which is Got fair. It. All
0: right. That's fair. Fine. I'll take it at 10. Totally fine. Number one. <laughs> number one. Number two. This is a luck over. The luck rankings this past week went five and one. This is a luck over. And what did I say the other day? I think the final score is going to be 42 to 14. So yeah. we like the over in this game. I'm betting the over. I'm betting the Niners. I'm betting some all Niners as huge favorites, as high as I can get it at the biggest number. I can get it. Um, Here's a great stat. If you like Green Bay to pull the upset, Consider this. Since 2011, 18 underdogs won outright in the wild card round. 17 of those 18 lost in the next round. Kyle Shanahan at home and as a favorite in the playoffs, 4 0 straight up and against the spread in both spots. Since 1990, the only coach 4 0 or better in that spot. But here's why I like the 49ers so much this weekend. They have nine wins of 16 or more points this season, most this year with the Cowboys. 11 wins of 10 points or more this season, most in the NFL. This is just a great spot for this team that is probably the best team in the league right now.
1: Yeah, and like like you said, it, it took me a minute to come around. I think the biggest one for me is just their defense, where I know the 49ers defense will be able to get stops and i don't know if the the green bay defense will e- even if purdy comes out a little rusty from this extended rest and you know they start out sloppy in the first quarter we've seen it i mean even when they played the eagles we saw them go on you know that run i think they scored five straight times where it's like once the 49ers offense gets going it's just you can't stop them and like everyone's healthy like just going through their injury report right now like it's all good like it's crazy how you know not that i thought McCaffrey was going to miss time but like he was banged up towards the end of the season I mean they held him out um they pulled him out of a game because I think he took a shot right on his knee and it's like they got the rest all their guys are good to go um it's just it's so crucial getting that one seed especially a team like this that's so physical so um yeah couldn't couldn't have picked a worse spot for Green Bay to walk into especially when they're overinflated like you talked about It's just the line moved too much based off of what happened last week it's like I do think Green Bay is good. I think they are, I mean, it's crazy to say, I, I would have them higher rated, obviously, than a bunch of teams. Like, even the Eagles, who were ahead of them, it's like, they've passed them, right? Like, how oh, they're playing right now. They are a better yeah. team than the Eagles that we're playing. So, um, nothing but respect to Green Bay and what they've done this season. It's just it's just a bad spot against a really high-powered offense with the 49ers, and just I just can't see how they keep this one close. So, I get where you're doing the all-line stuff and betting all that, um, but, yeah, like, The fact you're getting nine and a half, that that makes me so happy everyone can get that number now just because the public have bet this down.
0: Go get it. And now a quick word from our sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Are you too sad from seeing Mike McCarthy coach your football team to leave your house? No problem. With HelloFresh, you skip trips to the grocery store and unlike betting on the Dolphins, they make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why they're America's number one meal kit. This time of year, everyone's looking to revamp their eating habits. Look to HelloFresh as wholesome options every week. They know breakfast is the most important meal of the day. In fact, they're giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. So go to HelloFresh.com slash FavoritesPodFree and use code FavoritesPodFree For free breakfast for life, one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash favorites pod free with code favorites pod free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Tampa Bay, Detroit. Simon, I think this has to be our foxhole. We leaned bucks on Tuesday, didn't pull the trigger. We hadn't done all of our diligence yet. It was seven at the time. I think it cost us half a point in value. I think we both still like the Bucs a lot here. If you can find a seven at somewhere, take it. The majority of the bets are coming in on the Lions. That's why I'm thinking it's got to be our foxhole. The uh, trick got outgained by the Rams. And if you look at the matchup, Baker Mayfield is going to torch this Lions secondary. And everyone knows what Todd Bowles is going to do he does not disguise it blitz 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 there's one thing jared goff has not been as effective against it's the blitz it's extra pressure i feel like we got to go with the bucks
1: yeah my model likes the bucks i want to take the bucks um it just sucks all the pushback i got where i i get where the pros are coming from and why they love the lions here uh you know no one no one thinks the Bucs are a better team, right? The Lions are obviously the better team. They they deserve to be this big of a spread number. But me and Chad I just think it's too high. That's why I want to take the Bucs. As simple as that. We're just we're just playing the numbers here. So um yeah, I think I guess Lions fans are just very sensitive right now because they they haven't been in this position. They haven't won a playoff game in 30 years and they're kind of puffing their chest out. And they quickly went from this lovable underdog character. So I think every NFL fan kind of hates them now a week into the playoffs. They're just it's too much, Lions fans. Like, uh, I, I don't know. They're just, they're being aggressive. Like, me and Chad, it's all business here. It's all business. Like, I, I got nothing against the Lions. We're not begging you to take the bucks on the money line. We're just telling you to cover this number. Like, that's that's the key here. It's like, the number's too big. We think it should be closer below six. It's six and a half, seven. Like Chad said, a couple books. You can still get sevens. How can we not take that number? Like, this, this team, the back door is always open. And... Um, people point to, they played early in the season, me and Chad were on the bucks. Yes. People kept reminding us that we took the bucks there against this Lions team at home. They lost 20 to six. And I went back and watched it. And my biggest takeaway was it was just a bad Baker game. Baker played terrible in that game and they were just never going to be in it. Baker can't play. So same goes here. Baker lays an egg. Yeah, of course the Lions are going to dominate and win this game. But Chad just talked about it. It's like their, their secondary can be moved on, um, They're not a team that is going to shut down other offenses. They're a team that needs to outscore you. And that's the fear with back in the Lions here. It's just like, are we going to get the same exact thing that happened uh, last week where golf looked incredible in the first half and then just totally fell off a cliff after a team that made the adjustment for the second half? Like, that really did happen. He put up three points at home against that Rams team. He did struggle in that second half. Um, As much as I like to make fun of these dinosaur coaches like Todd Bowles, you know I expect them to be able to make adjustments to give golf problems. So, you know, Chad, Chad, you're you you have talked me into it. I, I did get bullied pretty hard about this, where people are like, You guys gotta stop overthinking this and just taking this lions team because the shotgun the pros do like the Lions here. I just I can't get there at this big of a number, like especially at the seven, it just feels way too big. So um, yeah, the the Lions team have to do what they did last week against the Rams. their their, their defense gotta what I talked about, they got to play like the old school football style. They got to be rough. They got to be hitting guys every play. They got to be all over Mike Evans and Godwin's. And you know, that's how they could win this game is stopping those two guys. But me and you are betting they won't be able to. And like, I feel confident in doing that. When you look at the numbers, it's just how bad they are against the pass. I mean, we just saw what Puka Cooper did. Mike Evans and Godwin aren't there fall far of a step down. Like these guys are such producers, especially Mike Evans had such a bad week last week, Chad, I love that bounce back spot. I know we don't do props on here, but I do love Mike Evans' props this upcoming week. I like his anytime touchdown. I like his over-receiving yards. It's just a great bounce back spot for a Hall of Famer who just had a bad week last week. And you know, he talked about this week in interviews. It's like, he wants to get that back. Oh, there we go. Stucky's on Godwin overs. It's
0: like... I was I was just going to say, Stucky uh, is on Godwin's over-longest reception uh, folks should listen to Stucky and Raybon on the Action Network Thursday episode because they went deep, deep, deep on a breakdown of this game from the perspective of the Lions' uh, secondary against Baker and the Bucks. And a reminder, the last four games, the Lions' defense has given up Stafford, 367 yards, Hookah, 181 yards receiving. Nick Mullins, 396, Justin Jefferson, 192 yards receiving. Dak, 345 yards uh, throwing. CD Lamb, 227 yards receiving. And then uh, that previous game against Minnesota, Nick Mullins, 411 yards passing. JJ, Justin Jefferson, 141 yards receiving. Last week, Kate Otten, who has become America's sweetheart as a tight end, he was the action network pick of the week. So many player props were won on Kate Otten, including Matt Mitchell and Evan Abrams and Stucky with a listener at a random bar betting Kate Otten alt lines, live lines on Monday night. You just have to expect another big game from the receivers in this in this matchup. And I think that's what keeps that's what keeps the Bucks close. Cause you said it in that first game, like Baker just missed a lot of balls downfield.
1: No, he played it to a leg and that's, that's the, that's the fear. And that's why I think I'm getting pushback from guys who like Detroit here, where it's like, I'm investing too much in Baker after one of Baker's better games. But if you really go into the numbers last week, Baker did play really well, but it wasn't like his best game ever. Right. He just took advantage of the opportunities the Eagles were giving to him. And, you know, that's why we like Baker. It's like, we talk about his grit and he's just a constant pro where it's like, I like where Baker can go over five throwing and it does not fade him. He still has the confidence as if he just went five for five throwing. It's like the guy just does not get shaken that way. And, um, you know, another amazing stat from Evan, again, it's small sample Baker in his career is undefeated against the spread in the playoffs, right? Like he's just, he covers in the playoffs. He's always a little bit underrated. So, uh, this feels, again, like he's a little underrated here. I have this number five and a half. It's six and a half, seven. We we love to take that value there, especially on crossing key numbers here, like six and a half and seven. So yeah, unfortunately, our book is showing six and a half. So that's what we'll have to play. But like Chad said, there's, there's a bunch of sevens out there you can go get people.
0: I do think come Sunday, this will be back at seven. I would wait on this one because the money is going to keep coming in on the Lions. They are America's sweetheart team. They're a public team. We've seen these lines move as games have gotten closer to kickoff. I would, I would hold off. We saw it last week. The Chiefs went from four to four and a half to five to five and a half against the Dolphins. If you like the dog here, give it a second. But the Bucks plus six and a half will be our foxhole. You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, I'm a foxhole guy. Simon, this is just the second time in Lions franchise history that they have been favorites in the playoffs in consecutive games. How long ago was the last time? Matt Mitchell, please play the hot new number one recording, Sweeping America, the last time the Lions were favored in consecutive playoff games. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, December, 1952. Simon, I wasn't even born in December of 1952.
1: (laughs) My dad wasn't even born yet. So that that is a long time ago.
0: Thank fucking God. All I can (laughs) say about that. All right, Kansas City of Buffalo, it's the game we got to talk about. Everything else is preamble. This is the game. This was your Simon Says, been bouncing around two and a half, three, two and a half, three, it's back down to two and a half. It's a Pro's Joe's game. Bets are on the Chiefs. Money is on the Bills. I did bet it this morning. I know on Tuesday, I was was 50-50. This morning, Bills by a million. Russell Douglas practiced on Wednesday. Sean McDermott in his press conference yesterday made it seem like linebacker Terrell Bernard who carted off the field could play on Sunday. This was the big issue for me was the injuries. Is A.J. Klein off the street going to be the guy defending the middle of the field? But everything you said about the Chiefs is right. Like, they're not the same team. So you got to, this is when it gets really fun. You need to understand when the wave is cresting. And that's the scariest part of betting. I believe we are picking a time when the wave is cresting.
1: Yeah. And it's also like, I remember you were worried about the injury on Tuesday and we didn't talk too much about it, but it was also in the back of my mind of like, it's the last game, buddy. Like they'll give him the pain meds he needs. Right. It's just like, can you give us one more? That's how every, all these guys are so damn tough. I mean, it's like the hockey thing, right? The hockey guys play with all these injuries and the season ends, they get about 10 surgeries. So the same goes for football. I, I was shocked. That there wasn't as much love for the Bills. As I thought there would be. Like it seems like guys are just scared against to go against Mahomes, honestly. And they feel like not that it's lazy betting, but they're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna take the three and I even worry about this one. Where it's like, why don't you just do that with the Bills of the two and a half? Like that that to me just feels like the smart play. Like, like you just said, it's all lined up there. The Bills, yeah, we need those guys in the middle, like you talked about. Like we don't want guys who just got up off their couch playing middle linebacker for this Bills team against Mahomes, but it's like I'm just not scared of Mahomes and this team. And like just going through these last, you know, couple months with them, it's like they'll have a game where they kind of show it off, right? They're back to their old soft. I think they had a game where they put up 31 points in the middle of the season and like everyone jumped right back on them. And then the next week they could barely move the ball against Denver. It's like they there's just they're just so inconsistent. And the Bills, whatever you want to say about them being inconsistent and Josh Allen turnovers and everything like that, um, they, the inconsistency kind of changed for me when they made a change at OC. And I, they really did find an identity by running the ball more. And it's like that's going to pay dividends to them, I feel like, in the playoffs, right? Like when they need something to lean on, I feel like they'll be able to do that. And, um, you know, historically, another thing I stole from Evan, it's like Josh Allen against really good defenses actually plays really well in his career. Like he performs really well against really good defenses. So I know a couple of pros bring that up where it's like, well, they have the better defense for the Chiefs. It's like Josh Allen cancels that. Out. I mean, Josh Allen, can we not agree? He's the best quarterback in the draft, like left in the playoffs. Right. From like what the way he's played coming in and him, you know, him in that Steelers game where it's like that ability to run and be so big and strong, like it's just such an X factor. Um, you know, we have even talked about the fact that the chiefs have never played in Buffalo when the bills have had a full stadium of their fans. Like it's just all points to them. And the only thing keeping this down below the three, it's like it's the oh, professionals taking the three on the Chiefs. So yep. it is just such an interesting line this week where it's like, I thought it would be stuck at three all week. I'm shocked the books are taking the two and a halfs, but I have to believe they're laying another bad line. Like they've laid a couple of bad lines already this playoffs. So I think this is another bad line by the book.
0: Every team has that moment where they get over the hump. And you and I have loved the Bills the second half of the season. We've been riding them. We think they could be as good, if not better, than the Ravens, especially as this defense was coming on and getting more comfortable after all the injuries. And what they've done with Joe Brady, I mean, we saw it the way Josh Allen ran the ball against the Steelers. As long as they can make the right coaching decisions and stay out of their own way, the Chiefs have only beaten one playoff team this entire year, the Miami Dolphins. They did it twice. And so this is a great spot for the Bills to psychologically – it's an important game for them. It's an important game for Josh Allen, important game for McDermott. It sets up perfectly if they can be healthy, playing in front of the home crowd, cold conditions. Like, yeah. The more we talk about it, the more it seems like the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, only the way the Bills lose is if the Bills beat themselves, right? If Josh Allen has a meltdown, turns the ball over a bunch – they're sloppy. They're not making the right plays. Of course, they're going to lose this game. But it's like, if they just play the way they should, I just don't see a way that this team beats them. And I know you love ref stats, and a couple people send this to me. Obviously, this ref stat is not good for us. I don't know if you saw this. It's Sean Hockley will be the ref for this game. So in his history, Mahomes is eight and two when he refs his games, including two and zero in the playoffs. The Bills, on the other hand. They have 40 penalties for 347 yards called against them in four games with Hockley. So the average 10, 10 penalties a game with this guy when he refs their game. So um, not the stat we want to see. Uh, the refs, the ref clearly is not good to this Bills team, but I'm I, I'm still not worried about it. I know a lot of people would send it to us. We do love ref stabs, but it's just like they the, the NFL isn't going to try to fix this game for Mahomes people. If that's what you're worried about. They are just as happy moving Josh Allen along and this Bills franchise along. So um, don't 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 start start the crazy conspiracies yet. But yes, if if they don't cover this game and a ref makes a big call at the end of this, I will bring the stat back up and we will bitch about him uh, refereeing this Bills game.
0: Look what the what the NFL is really going to want. I think they want a Bills Niners Super Bowl.
1: Line up though. I saw I think the action network tweeted out someone made that bet for like 10-15 bucks to win like 5k. It's like it looks like such a great bet now. But if you made that bet a month ago, people would have thought you were a crazy person.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I made that bet before the season. Uh did you? My my two best remaining futures are, and I wanted to talk about this next week if it advances to that. Um, <laughs> how do I hedge? Uh, because my best futures remaining are Niners-Chiefs and Niners-Bills matchups. And you know why I made that bet? Because before the season began, Evan Abrams had a great stat that I think nine of the past 10 Super Bowl winners had odds of 12 to one or less when the season began. So I just did a a round robin of all the matchups. And it was all like, (laughs) it it was Bengals, Chiefs, Bills, Against Niners, Eagles in every pairing. So I just did that. And I've got two remaining. Pretty uh, good,
1: right? Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're in a nice spot where it's like basically with that hedge, it's pretty simple. You just let the first game play, right? So, that's like what I was gonna gonna next do. week, the 49ers are the first game. You'll just let that play out. And then you can hedge the next game if you're really scared. But yeah, yeah that's, that's a great bet.
0: Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about this on next week's show. How much am I hedging it for is the question. Um, before we get to that, normally we would do the money line underdog round robin. A reminder, we're on the Bills here, minus two and a half. Uh, normally we do the money line underdog round robin. We love the Niners here. We like the Bills here. I guess we could do a money line underdog round robin of the Texans and the um, Bucks, but no, I'd almost no,
2: rather.
1: I, I wouldn't do Bucks. I know it sounds stupid, but I just, I just feel like the Lions will win this game. Like the, um, I don't know, just the fact that Campbell is such a high risk guy, th- that to me gives them the edge to win it. Where I wouldn't bet. I know I usually like betting the dogs money line. It's just, I feel like his new age thinking is going to beat out Todd Bull's old age thinking. That's why I just haven't touched their money line. But um, yeah, the three favorites and the one dog. If the Texans come through, that's going to be a really nice in on that on money line
0: round robin. So I feel like our money line Round Robin should really be Texans, Lions, Niners, and Bills.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that.
0: Put it in the book. Make <laughs> Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Part of your game day. Simon, if a genie granted you three wishes, how many of your wishes would be related to Little Caesars pizza? All of them. All three. That's right. Order online. During our Pizza Pizza pregame, 1 hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun, choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, what do you about what do you think about this new motto I invented? If thy team on Sunday seems tired and lazy, twas simply because thy crust was not crazy. However you order your pizza, you win, and speaking of winning, Everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. uh, I just got to say, I've had multiple people come up to me to ask me about the Little Caesars reads and if I'm coming up with those mottos on the spot. And the answer is 100% yes. (laughs) Matt Mitchell has nothing to do with it. All right. Do you have a biggest bet yet at this point? Shockingly
1: it's pretty, it's pretty close. Like I, I'm pretty heavy on the bills. Cause I felt the two and a half would be gone. And I'm pretty heavy on the 49ers at nine and a half. Cause I also thought that'd be gone, but the Texans, like, I'm just, I've been hoping it gets a 10. So, um, the Texans might end up as my bigger bet. My time Saturday comes around, but it's like, I threw a really small amount on the 10 when it popped on Sunday, when we were in New York or Monday morning, and it just hasn't gotten back to it. So, um, that, that, Texans might not be my biggest bet because I'm just waiting for the ten. But um, yeah, my two favorite bets right now are definitely Texans and the uh, Bills. No, Niners and Bills. Yeah, sure. I meant on by the time the, their games kick off, ah, those will be okay. probably my two biggest bets: Bills and uh, Texans.
0: But right now, you really like the Niners, nine and a half. I'm in on it, nine and a half. Like your buddy Chad said, just saying. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets your winnings winnings even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia. Or 18 and older in Kentucky, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right, before we get out of here, our director of research, Evan Abrams, who is the engine behind the stats and nuggets you hear on the show and across our network, he is joining us. Evan, you get the last word.
2: The last word with Evan Abrams.
0: We're
1: finished talking.
2: All right, guys, so if you like the underdogs this week, I think you're going to love this one. So teams to win by double digits in the wildcard round facing a team who didn't are 17-7 and against the spread in the next round over the last 20 years. Not shabby. When those teams are underdogs, they are 17-4 and against the spread. That is the Texans. That is the Bucs. That is also the Packers. Now, I got to put a little bit of water on the Packers for a second here because this is Matt Mitchell's favorite trend. If you're into travel trends, this one is a good San Francisco one. So we have a playoff road team traveling from EST, Eastern Standard, and Central, Central Standard to West Coast on short rest. That's only happened eight times since 2006. Those teams have lost seven of eight, also failed to cover seven of eight. So travel in 2024, definitely not what it used to be. But with that and the short rest, hasn't been good for history. Now, Simon uses stat. I'm going to finish it. So Josh Allen plays really, really well against good defenses. In his career, he is 26-1 and against the spread, 77% when facing a team allowing under 20 points per game. Over the last 20 years, that is the second best of 247 quarterbacks. He's sandwiched between two pretty decent quarterbacks in Tom Brady and Peyton Manning at one and third. Uh, And finally, Chad mentioned this one earlier. I'm also going to finish the loop. If the Lions close above a three-and-a-half-point favorite, it'll be their biggest line as a favorite in a playoff game in franchise history. And one more. This is crazy. So in the regular season and postseason, the Lions have been favored by six points or more versus a winning team just twice in the last 20 years. They are 0-2 straight up, 0-2 against a spread, with the last game coming all the way in 2012. Truly unprecedented times for Detroit.
0: It is insane. (laughs) How excited. Detroit got a shout out at the Emmys. A guy who won an Emmy for Ted Lasso thanked the Detroit Lions.
1: What do you think of that? More people watch our YouTube page than people watch the Emmys, Chad. I hope you know that.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that's a compliment to our YouTube page or a diss (laughs) on the Emmys. But now, everybody, anyone who wasn't watching the Emmys now knows this. Uh, to recap, our foxhole is the Bucks plus six and a half. Simon says Buffalo minus two and a half. Our exec decision, I guess, has got to be San Francisco, but minus 10. I don't give a shooting <laughs> star. Big Balls, Houston plus nine and a half. The round robin, Houston, Detroit, San Francisco, Buffalo. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback as a gift until we see you guys Sunday night live after the Chiefs-Bills game. Love you.
2: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.